Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD. It's always Yay. JD. If it is your, <laughs> if it is your I don't first know why, time. That was a- I was a weirdly like uh, like was it excited? Was it very tepid? I've had several energy drinks today, guys, and I'm starting to feel the crash, but it's fine. We're gonna <laughs> I was going to say, a, uh, if this is you on show. energy drinks, what is you without energy drinks? <laughs> um, you don't want to know. <laughs> If this is your first time tuning in, uh, as we do here on the show, we watch Shudder. Shudder is a streaming service for horror movies, and we watch it. So, now we have a podcast, and we talk about it. Uh, We watch all the original exclusive releases that get, uh, well, released each week, and then we talk about it. And for Spooktober, we have been releasing an episode every single day, and we have been going back through the catalog uh, that we weren't able to cover because the podcast did not exist yet. Does that pretty much sum it up, J.D.? I think it does. We're doing a whole lot of releasing in October is basically what's going on. Lots of movies to be watched. Uh, You've made it through this far. Uh, We're coming up on the big final. We've actually come up. We've been doing these in chronological order of release, and we finally caught back up to movies that came out in early 2022 on Shudder. Uh, just before uh, we started the podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, what's the first one we're talking about here from 2022 uh, today, Michelle? We are talking about The Last Thing Mary Saw. The Last Thing Mary Saw, directed by Eduardo Vitaletti. Oh, good God, they wrote a novel about this one again. I will read it. Okay, Michelle, read us the <laughs> description from the Shutter website. I will try not to fall asleep while you're reading this novel. Okie dokie. So, according to the Shutter website, the synopsis of this movie is Southhold, New York, 1843. Young Mary, blood trickling from behind the blindfold tied around her eyes, is interrogated by the events surrounding her grandmother's death. As the story jumps back, we witness Mary, raised in a repressively religious household, finding fleeting happiness in the arms of Eleanor, the helm's maid. Her family, who believe they are seeing, speaking, and acting on God's behalf, view the girl's relationship as an abomination to be dealt with as severely as possible. The couple attempts to carry on in secret but someone is always watching or listening and the wages of perceived sin threaten to become death with the tension only heightened by the arrival of an enigmatic stranger and the revelation of greater forces at work a shutter original that's a whole lot of words to tell you really nothing about that movie <laughs> oh my uh, gosh that- that's a uh... That uh, might feel kind of like this movie. Let's get into our spoiler-free thoughts, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, do you want me to start? Go ahead. You Here's start. Here's my spoiler-free thoughts on the last thing Mary saw, directed by Eduardo Vitaletti. Uh, this movie tried real hard. Uh, I there. I, I have a lot of respect for the the obvious effort involved here. I can definitely tell what they were going for. Uh, I, I understand uh, what what the attempt was, but it just never quite makes it there, at least for me. Uh, no, none of the performances are, are, are quite engaging for me. The, the story kind of 
bounces around uh, from like horror trope to horror trope in a way that is at least for me felt somewhat inconsistent. Uh, I just it, it never really connected with me on any level. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one uh, 1.75 skulls. All right, 1.75 skulls out of five from JD. Yeah. My thoughts on this movie are it's just blah. Mm-hmm. 1.5 uh, skulls from me. <laughs> wow, that might be uh, the uh, the briefest spoiler-free thoughts from Michelle in the history of the show. That was, uh, it's just kind of blah, a skull and a half. But that, uh, I mean, yep. that's a... Uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna try and entertain you and keep you riveted for a little while here when we discuss the plot of the movie and the breakdown in detail here, uh, which is coming up. But uh, I don't know that I'm really gonna have a lot to say about this. You know, I say that a lot. I'm like, am I really gonna have a lot to say about this movie? And then we start talking about them, and it turns out, uh, obviously, I have plenty to say because I never shut up. But uh, well, there's uh, only one way to find out. Should we get into the spoiler section of our thoughts? I think we should. So, guys, um, first of all, uh, make sure you come back when you're done. But if you want to go watch the movie now before we break it down and dig through uh, in detail, this is where you're going to want to hit the pause button on this episode. Do that right about meow. All right, Michelle, uh, hopefully everybody came back. Uh, mm -hmm. My guess is maybe they fell asleep uh, watching <laughs> the last thing Mary saw. I will freely admit that I have seen this movie uh, exactly through all the way twice, and it took me two sessions to do it both times. Yep, that's fair. Uh, so first off, my first spoiler-free thought, or my spoiler <laughs> thought, spoiler-full, spoiler-paid, not spoiler-free thought, is uh, one thing's for sure, Mary can't see why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's got a blindfold on. Well, yeah. It's really I... hard for her to see that now. I'm, that's maybe the most random moment in the history of this <laughs> podcast. Which, again, is also saying something. It's just a logical something. thing. Uh, my next thought is I didn't think that kneeling on rice was so bad, and so I tried it. And oh, it God. Is very no, bad. you didn't. Oh. I did try it. <laughs> oh, Michelle. Oh. Uh, for those who did not watch the movie, the way that oh. they choose to punish these two girls for, you know, being in love, such a awful thing. How dare you find happiness in what seems to be a sad existence outside of that uh, in 1843 where there's not much going on. You didn't have the Internet, not a lot to live for. Might as well find love. Um, the way that they punish them is they make them kneel on rice. And that just didn't seem that horrific. Uh, oh, so I tried God. it and it's pretty bad and I don't recommend it. Yeah, Plus, you can't eat the rice afterwards. It's been on the floor, and it just doesn't seem right to to put that in your mouth. So yeah. So just to to give you a quick uh, uh, up to speed, if you didn't go watch the movie, basically you've got Mary, and Mary's in love with Eleanor, and that of course is looked down on by these ostensibly Christian folks, uh, and so they're being punished. Uh, and then it turns out that these ostensibly Christian folks may uh, not be quite as Christian as they seem, and there's some, like, weird, culty, supernatural elements involved. And then Rory Culkin shows up, and he's got, like, a thing on his face, and he sexually assaults Eleanor, uh, and it's just, I don't know. It, the movie just bounces around so much between so many different things. Like, I... Uh, this movie came back came out back in January, and it was actually one of the first movies 
that I talked about uh, on my other podcast, All Screens Great and Small. And I went back and listened to my thoughts about it on that episode uh, leading up to this. Uh, side note, by the way, you can check out All Screens Great and Small on all your most favorite podcasting platforms. Probably the same place you found this one. Anyway... Uh, it still feels on second viewing the same way as it did. If it, it, it almost feels like uh, the people who made this movie were like, well, I'm not sure we're going to ever get to make another one, so I'm going to just put every idea I have in this one somehow. And it just never, I, I, like, it felt like it didn't know what kind of a movie it wanted to be. Did you have that same experience or not? Oh, I absolutely did. And I have also seen this movie twice and then went and looked up what happened just to make sure I did not miss anything. And usually when I do that, because there's a movie where I'm like, huh, there seems to be a greater message. I find a pretty clear like here is the message. Here are right. the points. The articles I read about this are basically we also have questions and was the grandmother the devil? Was uh, this book the word of God? Like nobody really has a clear answer as to what the message is and what the actual reality of their situation is and it just you know seems to wander so much that even the people who are smarter than me and spend a lot of time breaking down movies couldn't figure out exactly what the the message is it just kind of like went over everybody's heads and that just if all of us are having that experience that means that you did not do what you were trying to well do. and and let's uh let's maybe not uh Let's not give it too much credit by saying it went <laughs> over our heads, but let's not also necessarily drag it down by saying it was it went below. It just went past us. Let's put it that yes. way. Yes, I yeah, like that I, idea. I just, the past I, dust. Yeah, I I it was uh, not I, clearly. I just, and uh, yeah. to be fair, again, like like this is another one of those situations where obviously everybody involved in the making of this movie, uh, at least from a production standpoint, it, it did a decent job. It's a good looking movie, uh, I, uh, for my taste, and I also think, frankly, a decent amount of this is just as I'm getting older and being a diabetic human being, uh, I'm starting to have some issues with my vision, especially in real low light conditions. And there were some scenes in this movie that are deliberately lit very sort of in a very muted way. Uh, and it was kind of difficult to see things. That's not necessarily a problem with the movie. I, I got to hold up to that myself. But uh, I could have used it to be uh, uh, because not only was it lit very dimly, but they're also very muted color patterns. And so it just it, it was kind of hard to follow what was going on sometimes in, in the movie. Um, just from a visual standpoint, but it is well designed. It's well photographed. Um, the big thing here is, um, like all of the performances seem so like even in the most aggressive or not even aggressive, but the most emotionally heightened of times in this movie, the performances all still seem very unnaturally subdued from everybody through the entire movie, uh, which makes mm -hmm. me wonder if that was some sort of deliberate directorial decision, and if so, why? Or maybe that's just, I don't know, my experience of it, and, and, and uh, I don't know, do you, again, did you, how did you feel about that? No, I completely agree. I think that's part of why this movie didn't really work for me, because... There's no um, like high and low point. It, it, all, it is all just very subdued. And even when things are 
happening, <laughs> you know, the, the more exciting parts where people are getting shot. It's still just like calm reactions from everybody. Almost right. uh, the ending of this movie where it does striking into the part about the silence and the grandmother's fingers moving and Rory Culkin shows up. Side note, there's so many Culkins. I had no idea there were this <laughs> many Culkins. He is the third only, Culkin I know of. There's, there's five. There's five. There's five. I believe so. If I oh. Googled correctly. I wow. know of three who are actors, so maybe right. the other two are not actors. Maybe anyway, anyway, <laughs> too many. This is not, oh, too this many. Is not how we watch Culkins. Culkins. <laughs> well, apparently it is because I've seen a lot of Culkins. <laughs> um, yeah, there's at least five according to Google. Uh, but yeah, so um, even when like all that stuff is happening, I found it interesting. Uh, I found those plot points interesting i found the delivery so subdued that it made me stop caring like the stranger showing up and uh saying you know what can you give me for this and sexually assaulting her and everybody has to remain silent and the silent scene is pretty cool but it's not like anybody really is fighting against that silence the way that i would expect them to it seems like they might have just chosen to be silent regardless this whole movie is so subdued that it doesn't have the impact that i think it should well and and what makes me think that that might be uh sort of a, a deliberate choice also is what you were just talking about there is thematically obviously this movie is very much about silence right it's about things mm -hmm. that are going unspoken it's about not talking about certain things there's that whole exchange towards the end of the film uh, where Mary uh, shouts at her father, you know, could you say something, please? You know, uh, and so mm -hmm. I understand, uh, like, I think thematically what they were trying to do there. I just think it was unfortunately uh, a, a not successful decision. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's definitely a better movie here in these ideas uh, it needs yeah. a little bit more exposition. Uh, like, I don't need, you know, I don't need the full novel. You know, I don't need a whole backstory, but I need I need more than what they gave me uh, with regard to the book and how it ties in here. Like, the father's just like, oh, like, like is it actually a cursed book or is it just a book that happens to tell some not particularly Christian stories that has uh, some influence in that way. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's that level of ambiguity where it's it's too much. And uh, and so, yeah, I think there's a better movie here. Uh, we just unfortunately didn't get it. Yeah, and this is um, Eduardo Vitaletti's first movie that he has right. directed and written his first full movie. So I feel pretty confident that there is a possibility that what he does in the future will be better because yeah. like you said there is there are parts of a good story in here there is a delivery that did not work out um and maybe he even realized that and could not reshoot the entire movie once he saw it he went oh no this is all very subdued and i did not mean it to be this subdued he could have even <laughs> realized his own mistake but uh i think in the the future um He's not somebody I'm gonna write off. This just oh yeah, absolutely yeah. Uh, and I uh, again uh, uh, just uh, having gone back to check out my uh, my previous thoughts from from all screens. Uh, that's a, a very similar comment uh, that I had in there. I'm definitely mm -hmm. gonna be interested in seeing what he does in the future. Um, I also wonder if maybe uh, this is because there's very much. 
uh, an auteur drive in filmmakers, right? There's this this drive to be the creator in, in full and, and very much, mm-hmm. you know, in addition to singer-songwriter, you have the writer-director. Uh, and I just wonder if maybe this is a case of, you know, uh, maybe there's a good story idea here, but he could maybe use some help just in the overall actual scripting and plotting of taking that story and turning it into a functional movie. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so the last thing Mary saw, I guess, uh, you know, it's um, there certainly have been people who have enjoyed the film more than we did, and I don't think we're saying that it was a, it was a bad film by any means. Uh, so you may enjoy it, uh, especially, again, it's sort of a period piece, uh, mid-1800s, in fact, takes place, looks like 1843, according to what I'm looking at here. Um, and so definitely, uh, uh, you know, might appeal to, to some of you out there. I certainly don't think you should avoid it specifically, uh, but I also don't think it's one you need to run out and see right away. I agree. Well then, I think that's about, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I, have I mean, more to say. Yeah. we made it to, we made it to 17 minutes on the last thing Mary saw, which frankly is about 12 minutes further than I thought we were going to make it. So I think we're going to call that a good one. Uh, yep. we still got, uh, uh, several more Spooktober episodes to come, uh, here this month. You guys, thank you for sticking with us through the month. Thank you for bearing with our, uh, are very very clunky and uh and green as goose shit early episodes uh that you got to go back and experience in the early part of the month i think uh, they're delightful they are i mean it's it's definitely uh uh it's like oh look they were just a couple of couple of young wannabe podcasters who just i feel had an like idea. i I relate to Eduardo Vitaletti of like, that was our first attempt. Right. We had better things to come. Right. <laughs> you know, like we understand that, that feeling there's, can, there can only be improvement unless Absolutely. there isn't. And then there's Side note, disaster. by the way, it's definitely not October when we're recording this. Is that still a joke that we're doing this deep into the month? Well, we only have five days to continue right. making that joke. Maybe we will get through all of them in September and then none of our October Spooktober episodes would have been recorded in October and I kind of like that so I, we I, I think that's yeah we're gonna have to push real hard to get that done here uh, yeah. spoiler alert this is one of three we're recording right now this same night <laughs> September 25th oh no they know oh, yeah. too much. They know too much. <laughs> they 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 they, w- they wish we would just stop talking about it, but it'll never happen. Even this in is, November, hey guys, it's not right? October <laughs> when we're recording <laughs> so this. So I know we didn't record all those Spooktober episodes in October. By the way, I don't know if. if you <laughs> <laughs> We all can right. start recording so, uh, next Spooktober's in November. Uh, oh, good times. That's the last mm-hmm. thing Mary saw. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle.